Hey everyone, uh, welcome to another exciting episode of Breaking the Ceiling. Uh, today I'm going to be talking to somebody who doesn't require an introduction. Uh, she's an icon, she started a new revolution around a product that we have never heard about in India before. I'm talking about none other than the queen of Makroon, Pooja Dindra, who's the founder of Lay15. Hey Pooja, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you for the great introduction. <laughs> And uh, I'm so glad that you got uh, something like the Makroon to the country. That was just fantastic. I mean, I don't remember ever reading about Makroons in India before that and tasting them. So before we dive into Lay 15, uh, tell me about your life before Lay 15. My life before Lay 15? Um, I'm a Bombay girl. I grew up here. I went to school at Bombay Scottish. Then I went to uh, Jenin College for two years. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. Went to law school for two weeks. <laughs> I can't even count that as anything. And then I, yeah, I, you know, somewhere told my parents, I, I knew that I didn't want to do law. And I spoke to my parents and said that I really think that, you know, food and the culinary space is something for me. And they said, cool, you know, you need to get an education. You can do whatever you want in life. But studies are important. Okay. We went to the same school. Yeah, we both are probably starting. Your brother is a classmate. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, small world. <laughs> small world, yeah. Okay. And then that led me to hospitality in Switzerland, which then led me to the pastry school in Paris. And no looking back. No looking back. <laughs> yeah. That is fantastic. I think um, your life in Paris must have played a very large role in who you've become today. Yeah. The experience. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy because every time I go back, right, like when you haven't been um, to the city and, and like you know a city can really change you and I think that Paris did that for me not only in the pastry and the food but the way of life the attention to detail the packaging the experiences all of that and um, you know like I, I took that away and when I every time I go back it's kind of like a reassurance that this is the feeling this so I love going back because it kind of just connects me to that feeling awesome but yeah so uh, tell me about what made you think of the concept of macrooms how did you think of it so you know it sounds like a very cheesy story and it kind of is but I was in Paris I was um, you know I spent four years in Switzerland and then I moved to France and I was living with a French roommate and we were at a party and they were all like, you know, oh, what are you girls doing here? And I said, what's that in pastry? And they were like, oh, have you tried this Mogad or like, what are you guys talking about? And they're like, you are a friend, you know, you're all in France, you study pastry, you never had macarons. And I was like, um, no, what is it? And then they described it to me and the flavor they were talking about, the Mogador is a passion fruit and chocolate flavor. Mm -hmm. So they sent me to, um, you know, this PRMA store and I stood in line and I was like, what is the fuss? They look like mini burgers, very expensive. But I bought it and then I stood outside and I took one bite and I was like, wow. I think that whole experience of experiencing a pastry shop in that manner, you know, we were so used to um, brownies, cookies, donuts, that kind of pastry. But actually looking at pastry and seeing it as art and, you know, the pastry chef is an artist. And to me, that was incredible. And um, yeah, one bite and I was like, <laughs> you know, and then my dad was visiting and I made him try it. And my dad is that guy, you know, he's that guy who travels abroad and will want Indian food. And, you know, like he, he like, so, so I was like, if he, if he likes it and his palate likes it, I'm sure most people will love it. And he loved it. And he said, why aren't we doing this in India? So awesome. That's how it's and uh, tell me the story behind the name. The name. So um, I still remember like my best ideas come to me when I'm running. 
or like I'm working out, you know, because I think it was just some sort of zone. So I still remember I was on the treadmill one one day and I was running and it was like time to name this company. And I knew that it had to do with Paris. I knew it had to do with my love for Paris. Um, and I lived in the 15th arrondissement when I was there, which is the 15th Cartier. And I just felt like for that one year that, you know, that neighborhood was my home. Um, I knew all the local cafe owners, the restauranters. I would walk to my local bakery, buy my baguette. And I just felt like this is home. And I wanted people to have that piece of Paris and feel exactly like that. Mm. So it's named after the, the neighborhood. Yeah. And uh, have you gone back to your uh, school that you studied Ooh. after that? Yeah, I go back uh, before COVID. I used to go back every year. I'm still in touch with all of them, and it's amazing. So before I before I went to school, I was like the only when I was in Paris, I was the only Indian girl or only Asian, uh, only only Indian girl mm -hmm. in the whole school. And now they're like every batch has like twenty. Oh wow! Yeah, it's amazing. So, so I we started a revolution. I just joked with them, you know. <laughs> I was like, man, I should have just charged commission. I wouldn't have to work now. But they're really sweet. They have like, I think it was for me that was one of my biggest honors as well was to see there's a there's you know a wall of alumni in uh, at wow. the and mm -hmm. you have like Julia Child and you have like oh you know a student Gaston like the famous chefs from Peru and stuff. And I'm like my photo and name is part of it. So it feels like a part of some sort of legacy, which is great. That is fantastic. Yeah. I think building that kind of legacy also puts so much, I think, somewhere a little pressure on on you, right? Do you ever feel that? You know, because I've never really thought of, ye, I'm doing this, so I'm hmm. working towards that. I've always just followed the, and said that okay, this is the next best thing, the next best thing. I've never looked at, never pulled myself out and been like, this so I've never felt that pressure Good. I did feel some of the pressure last year when COVID hit and then it was like now I built this business and now I have to shut down half of it how do I deal with it so I did feel it then and when you started out what kind of challenges did you face oh, yeah like I feel like the challenges never end um you know so many I was so young I was so naive I didn't know any better um, I didn't understand, you know, like I was, I'm a, I'm a creative person. I do well with flavors and recipes and techniques. And then suddenly I had this business to run and manage a team. And suddenly like, you know, as much as I had like innate leadership qualities, etc., to actually like run a workplace um, is a whole different ballgame. So mm -hmm. I did like unlearn so many things and learn them again. Um, I think dealing with the team was difficult. Hiring was a really big challenge. These were all internally just setting mm -hmm. processes, you know, consistency, making sure everything is the same every single day. Um, that those were internal challenges, and then externally, obviously, because I was so young, um, this young girl in this male-dominated field, so like not being taken seriously, you know, from I take my father everywhere to speak to our landlords and this and that. So it was a lot in the initial years, and then I just, you know, my view in life is that you can either like hold on to that and let that drag you down or be like yeah this exists and I have to somehow like overcome this and find some way to kind of jump across it so 
I took my dad everywhere. I was like, you want to meet, meet him? He's an amazing person. And he was, and I'm lucky that I have that. I'm lucky that I have that. And it's, it's a true privilege that I can't deny that I have. And I was just like, please, you know, he's a businessman. He, you know, people feel comforted when they see him. They feel like he gives some sort of like stability to what I do. And I was like, if that's what you need to see, then take it you know <laughs> yeah. so what you mentioned earlier like you know that that thing is there and it exists and you know you have to learn to coexist with it it reminds me of the basis of stoicism right mm-hmm. your marcus Aurelius and yeah. and all these guys where uh, they talk about that you cannot change what happens to you but how you react to it. so uh, when you said that like it just yeah. all my learning the stoicism <laughs> kept like running back so uh, tell me a little bit about uh, through like I think you've gone maybe a, a thing has gone through maybe a couple of different versions. At each of those stages, what were your proud moments? Like when you're just a startup, then you're in that growing phase, and now you're at that hyper growth phase. You know, adding new stores and things. So what were your other proud moments? During think, the year? You know, it's always been about. Um, you know, I I tell this a lot to the the team, and for me, I feel like our purpose is really about joy. And um, it's a it's the small moments like you know for someone trying to imagine for the first time or someone coming and saying oh these are better than the ones that we've had in Paris and I'm like oh, oh yeah oh, you know that's a big nice. one yeah and um, yeah being part of people's like happy moments memories baking for like I have a dream list of people that I when I started that these are the kind of these these are the you know people that I w- would love to have as customers and I probably checked all of them off that list Fantastic. yeah so it's like you know getting those I mean young getting those calls and you know like Deepika Padukone is calling you and you're making Ratan Tata's cake and you're in Salman Khan's farmhouse like it's you're 23 you know they're like insane experiences that no one kind of prepares you for um so those were obviously really great but then also just um I think you know, for me, the proud, I think I'm most proud of how we tackled um, the COVID situation with, you know, at a point where everything could have just, I could have lost everything. And I was kind of ready for it. I actually have like a pros and cons list oh, for shutting everything down and keeping it. But, you know, it's been a whole year and we've not only been like the most profitable we've ever been, but I feel like I've changed as a person, as a leader, my outlook on life. Um, there's still a long way to go, but I just feel like okay, the wheels are in motion and you can feel that momentum and you feel like you're in the right place and just have to be patient and work towards it. So yeah, many, many highs, many lows. I mean, so many lows. So many lows. Forge my check, oh my, my signature on checks. Like it's been like you know, like as a as a young girl who's like living in a bubble, and then you have all these things happen to you, and then you're like, okay, how could you know? How could I change this? And where was it, this my? So also learning to take ownership of things that happen to you. So I think those are the things that you know. I know your questions are just. About that. So uh, I know you're doing a lot of new things. Uh, new book is launched. Yeah. Uh, yay! So that was awesome. I unfortunately have a copy out of Doctor Show. But uh, I'll definitely bring it up on screen, and you know we have a link in the description. It's out in October, so no one has a copy. Pre- oh. <laughs> Okay, nobody has a problem. So we put a pre- I'm very sure there's a free booking link. Uh, yes. There's a free booking link. Okay. And uh, so after this, I'm going to go book my problem myself. <laughs> so but tell me about a few of your upcoming projects, upcoming 
ideas that you're playing with. Couple of them I'm aware of. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you, you know, you, you and your company played a big part in in some of that, which was actually making our, you know, changing our products. How do we add shelf life to it? And as a pastry chef, you know how to do things with eggs, flour, mm-hmm. butter, sugar. But now something has to be shelf stable and has to be shippable and all of those mm-hmm. things. So you know that has been. Uh, quite a challenge, but very exciting to mm-hmm. also get that same sort of flavor texture all of that. So Le 15, the packaged goods is one part, the fresh, you know, like the, the patisserie is one part, growing both of those parallelly. Um, and then just my personal stuff, like I love writing. Uh, so books that are, you know, coming up, coming home is coming next. It's coming. Okay. I have my YouTube channel, which I've kind of, kind of just kind of let it go, but I'm bringing that back up. Awesome. I'm doing a new pastry series. I don't know, when is this episode going live? I think in about two weeks. Two weeks, okay, yeah. So by then it'll be out. Okay. But I'm doing this, I'm doing this really cool pastry series where every week a pastry chef is coming and teaching me something new. Oh, cool. You know, I just, I, I feel like learning is the, only way to grow right that you can never know everything and um the last time i was in school was when i was 23 and so much has happened in the pastry world since and i keep trying to go back every year and learn and i'm just like man i have access to like such amazing chefs in this city in this country eventually when i can travel and mm-hmm. i'm like every week one of you comes and teaches me something brand new and we which, oh my like, god that is that's inspiration and i'm so still <laughs> i don't know how i don't know where I'm definitely using that idea. It's called this. Top Pastry to me. And it's um, it's out on the 1st of October. So. Awesome. So I, I love that concept that even though you're literally on the top of your game, you still have the self-awareness that there are so many things you don't know. And you're asking people, maybe even with lesser experience, of course, it boys will be in a lesser experience coming and teaching you. I think that requires a uh, you know, very open mind and a very self-aware mind. So uh, last month, I launched this concept called the Leadership Club. That, How that this WhatsApp group. The WhatsApp group, <laughs> right? And it, it, it's going well. Yeah. People are actually contributing. Uh, the admin is charging them a hundred buck fee if they don't want to get it. Yeah. <laughs> there is a group waiting at the end of this, right? But you'll be surprised to see what are people sharing. Like junior people, uh, senior people, the amount of things that they share. Personal learnings, professional learnings, it is absolutely crazy. And when people don't share for two, three days and the admin will DM them saying, hey, pay the money. They're like, yeah, take the money, but don't kick out of the group, please. But like, if I'm not contributing, I'm learning so much. Imagine learning from 29 other people every day, getting an insight, right? That's just absolutely crazy. And the other day I got an insight from somebody. I applied it in my life. I applied it in business. And I could see the benefit of it. Two, when I am trying to put together my learning and putting it down in words and sharing it, I realize I applied a lot more myself. Like the, Because so many times you know how things work and how you do something. But when someone asks you to explain it, you're like, oh, how do I do this? You know, and then you yeah. Exactly. And uh, no, so that, that has been fantastic because once we start writing things down to share, yeah. You kind of reaffirm it in your own yeah, mind, right? Yeah. And then you actually start applying it. My, the three, four days ago, my learning was uh, you need to have, you can grow as much as you want if you're willing to have more difficult conversations. Yeah. When I shared this, that very day, I had five difficult conversations and four of them turned out to blossom the relationship further, explore with the clients, with their teammates. And, you know, it was just fantastic. And so tell me about... Uh, what advice would you go back in time and give yourself right when you were starting with a team? One piece of advice you would give to yourself. I feel like that's a very good question. I feel like 
Um, for me, especially, I would just say, take more control of your finances. Like I would tell my, because I've been burned so badly. Um, I also do, I want to be like compassionate towards myself because I had so much on my plate. And I felt like if one part of it is handled by somebody else, it would be better. But I feel like for most, if, you know, whoever, if you're a young entrepreneur starting a business, and I know you're passionate about something else, and then you feel like, oh, but the money and this and creativity, no. The purpose of business is to make money. <laughs> Remember that, no matter what you're doing. Okay, so uh, I would I would advise myself to just look at money differently. Okay, and I think uh, that is something most uh, entrepreneurs don't focus on. Yes. They actually don't focus on two things: money, and two, they don't focus on marketing. Hmm. Right, which brings me to the next piece: your marketing and PR skills are one of the best I know. I have publicly gone on record. Must have said it 50 times that Pooja is my PR mentor. I'm learning from her. The way you handled PR right from the beginning. It's not that after you you know became successful PR has played a role. The way right from the beginning you handled it, I think it's just come I mean at least it looks like to an outsider that's coming so naturally. But honestly I you know the thing is that I don't really a lot of people ask me this right and um I find it very difficult to kind of explain because I don't think I do anything extraordinarily different or maybe that's not, I, I'm a hospitality student, you know, I, it's what we do. We are like, you know, that's, uh, it's, it's just, it's the way and, and the career that I've chosen is about happiness and joy and warmth and love. So I feel like the minute you give someone a box of mm. like goodies, it's, it's already like you make somebody happy, but I just feel like if you are, uh, like you said about the hard conversations, right? I think as long as you stay true and authentic to who you are and you're not afraid to have those hard conversations when needed to, stick you know, stick to your word. So I feel like that's very important. I don't like flaky people. I don't like people who commit to one thing and then, you know, just, you know, like... Do something. Do, like, don't. I, I think you stay true to your word. So I think if you build that kind of um, life of, like, excellence and following through with what you set out to do, um, a lot of things fall into place and you don't need to really try hard to kind of um, yeah. and, and I love how you build a very close-knit community around yourself and the product and uh, I think just around foodies yeah. right and there is so much interaction that people you know like I, I, I was looking at a few of your posts the other day the kind of love that they have for you is because I think the same authenticity Right. Uh, and I think you had only mentioned in our last conversation that uh, when I was talking to you about when I was going to start using Instagram more and my handle was different, you said, Ashwin, no, you can't have a different handle. It has to be your name. It can't be something else. It can't be quotes of a workaholic. <laughs> it has to be your name. And then you have to do more videos. And I realized that that is what is important because that is what builds that relationship. Even one to a million yeah. is that authenticity. Yeah. Right. And that has been fantastic. So that brings me to my next question. What is the one superpower that you have? That many people may be aware of or may not be aware of. You know, I just feel like I can get a lot done very far, like in the day. I don't know. Like I just, you know, I, I speak to friends and the other day I was talking to somebody else and they were like, how many hours do you have in the day? And I said, 
firstly, we all have the same hours as Beyonce does. So, um, I don't know. I just feel like maybe that's a superpower then, you know, because I just have that thing to, okay, I wake up, I know I can do this, this, this. And after that, I'm like, yeah, I want to go meet my friends. And I want to do this. And I want to do that. And I'm just like this energizer bunny on most days. Some days I'm dead. But I want to work out and then I want to go have dinner with my friends and, you know, all of that. And um, there are some days where I don't want to do anything and I don't want to see anybody. But for the most part, I feel like that is a super problem. I, I think if more people are able to pull off as much as you do. <laughs> and um, before COVID, I used to have a very crazy day. But at the end of the day, I used to always feel that I haven't achieved much. Mm-hmm. So I used to reach office at 9, I used to be in office till 7. And at the end of seven, when I'm getting in the car, getting back home, and if I ever thought, okay, hey, what did I achieve? I used to always get this sense of like, I don't know what the how, how the day went. Because I used to spend two to three hours with one team, ignoring something else completely. But COVID has helped me Same. structure myself Same. so well. And now I'm like, also earlier, it was this whole thing of like, I'm going to do this, 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 and it was this whole like race. And I think with COVID, it, it was just about like, what is doing the especially for us for me especially it was like doing the least amount of things but which would give you the most amount of impact um and i'm doing exactly that now and it's amazing and it's you know it's yeah um, what's your superpower my superpower oh my god okay i think my superpower would be dreaming big i don't know that's a superpower it is, it is super, yeah. i mean so i remember uh we were in uh, our first office was in Prabhadi. Right, and was this three hundred square foot office where my cabin, I I could touch the ends of the cabin with both my hands, right? And at that point, my wallpaper was this twenty five thirty thousand square foot building, which I made a guy, you know, he had caricature. I told him, okay, do it like this. I want three four floors, and I want it like this, and I want it that way. Right? And that was my uh, wallpaper. And I remember my uh, very senior team member of mine was talking, asking, like, what is that? I'm like, that's going to be my next office. And anyone who has to tell that to people is like, are you crazy? Like, you know, it was like three, four hundred square foot office, you know, this land was like the small, what are you talking about? From there, we grew from one office to two, two, to four, four to eight. I think at the end, we had 12. But these small offices, and I always wanted my own building. And eight years ago, we inaugurated that exact same building. And on the day of the inauguration, uh, the same teammate was there, and you know, he came to my cabin and he was like, where's your next wallpaper? <laughs> And uh, this, uh, so this power of thinking big visualization was taught to me by uh, none other than Robin Sharma. Mm-hmm. So his big takeaway that when I spent time with him, his biggest takeaway for me was he's like, you need to write down and visualize where you want to go as a person mm-hmm. and as an organization. And that you need to be able to share with people. So I think ability to share a future version of where you want to be, having that larger than life vision, and sharing it with somebody, I think that is a that is world domination. A domination. <laughs> um, tell me about work-life balance. I know you have a crazy schedule, and I know you have a lot of fun. But do you feel you have a good work-life balance? Are you? I uh, I think COVID changed that for everybody, and for me as well. Uh, I finish work by six 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 thirty. I leave the office. And then after that, I do my own thing. I see my friends, I work out, I have dinner at home, invite friends over. Now that I live alone, a lot of my friends come over. And um, I think it's important to mm. take that time off. You know, just I know as entrepreneurs, it's difficult to switch off and you're constantly thinking about work, but you have to make that like 
Uh, over there, I, I put a comment and I just put it as an innocuous comment saying that, hey, when I started Equinox, uh, you know, I focused so much on, uh, you know, work. I didn't look at time. I didn't look at my health. I didn't spend enough time with my family. I didn't uh, spend enough time on any personal passions. I didn't have any personal passion because my personal passion was Equinox. But I said, now, in the last two, two and a half years, I have, uh, I do spend time on my health. I've lost almost like 20 kgs. I've been, I've been the healthiest right now in my life. I spent five times more time with my kids than I used to. Earlier, I spent like 15, 20, 30 minutes at best. Nowadays, I spend two to one hour mm-hmm. with my kids. And actually, I have time for personal passion projects, right? And I think that is a big work-life balance treatment. But you know, Ashwin, I think that I say this a lot myself as well, right? Like the first three, four years of looking, exactly the same. I mean, I probably like, you know, um, gained so much weight because I was, you know, just eating sugar all day and not like take to take care of my health. Yeah. Um, working really hard with low 15, like maybe 14, 15, 16 hours a day. It was a small team. I missed, I missed my like cousins' weddings. I missed friends. Like it was like no, I you know I lost touch with all the friends I had then. But when I, it's great to be now say that acha, you know, we should have had. But would you have been able to build Equinox the way you did if you didn't put in that time no, and effort? That's my so I wouldn't have. I of wouldn't. course. And the thing is that now, I, after putting in that work, I can say, okay, now I have time to do X, Y, Z. But to start a business and just expect it to, unless you're like three, four people. And I was, you're also, a yeah, yeah, I was a solo founder. So for me, it was very challenging. And I did have to put in a lot of work and there was no work-life balance, which I don't recommend, obviously. But I also feel like if I hadn't done that in the initial years, I don't know if I would have got that head start as I did. So it's always like a double-edged sword. Absolutely. No, so the initial first four to five years, you need to put in those 14, 15 hour days. Because if you don't, you're going to be lacking that much more behind, right? You're going to, you may get to where you will get to, you'll just get there much later. Like it's five years, you may get there in eight years or 10 years, right? And... So that's actually something one of my mentors taught me, right? When I was feeling that pressure of like, I'm doing these 15, 16 hour days and I'm a serial entrepreneur. So it wasn't just Equinox Labs that I was building. I was building a few other things as well. And that's when he actually told me that it's okay. Like, but if you want to build multiple businesses or if you want to even grow one business, you need to put in that time, right? And when he like spelt it out, I was like, you know what? If I want to become a successful entrepreneur, it's a part of the journey, mm-hmm. right? Um, so tell me about mentors in your life. Yeah. Um, at different parts, you know, of my career, I've had different people that were mentoring me. And I just think that that relationship is something that is so, um, it's not something that you can force. It's not something that you can say, hey, mentor me. It just sometimes just happens naturally. And I'm lucky to have that in my life. Um, I also, the one thing that changed my life completely was getting a leadership coach. And I've told you about this, but, um, 
there's just so many things that you don't know how to articulate. There's so many feelings. Um, you are now responsible for 70, 80, 100 other people. Uh, you're also human. So how are you dealing with your own insecurities, your own anger issues, your own issues? And yeah, and building and building a team. So for me, having someone who could pull me out a little bit and show me how things work was very important. And I think if, you know, if that's something that you can do, I would highly recommend coaching because it's, um, it was a game changer. Awesome. I also read somewhere that you're mentoring. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's called the Younger Sister Program. A friend's sister started it and I'm kind of helping her with it. And yeah, we're just, I just don't want girls to make the same mistakes that I made when I was, you know, younger. And I wish some, I had someone to give me that kind of advice. So, yeah, we're just putting together groups of, you know, women, girls that, that we'll be talking through over time. And Fantastic. Mentoring them online. Tell me about your personal five-year goal and their 15 cycle. You know, I would have an answer before, but after COVID, I'm like, <laughs> maybe not the best time since I'm fundraising to say it. No, um, I always used to joke and say world domination. And I never, I didn't ever think what that meant. I didn't think of what kind of work and effort that would take to, to kind of come alive. I now have an idea. So I would still say world domination, more sort of, you know, conviction, because now I know what that means. I would love to see low 15 in most cities in India. Um, in Paris. In, in Paris. You know, so, yeah, my team says Paris. Uh, obviously, I mean, I'd love, I'd love that too. But let's start with, I want to see it in India, and then abroad as well. Let's see where we go with it. Awesome. Okay, so last question. What advice would you give entrepreneurs entering the hospitality space, the food space? What is the one piece of advice you'd give them? Hmm. Have patience and uh, truly understand why you're doing what you're doing because it is a tough industry. And if you don't know what you're doing and why you're in this, it can get really challenging. And I think people expect to, you know, you see everything on social media and you expect everything to happen overnight. Uh, know that everyone's journeys have taken them time, years and decades to get where they are. So patience and uh, yeah, just patience and purpose and smile. <laughs> I, I absolutely love that. So every time I've spoken to you, I uh, take so much away. And uh, so initially, guys, this was supposed to be a video <laughs> interview. We did a video interview. She was supposed to be the first one, uh, you know, uh, video that went live. But unfortunately, there was a glitch and, you know, it didn't come out well. So that's the reason we shifted to an in-person format. And we've been planning it for such a long time. Right. And uh, so, uh, Pooja, the uh, last thing I want to share with you, and this is an observation that I had up you from a long time. Even before we met, right, I've been observing Lufteen uh, uh, as a customer, but I've also been looking at it as a brand and you as a person. And you've achieved some phenomenal heights, and I think it's not just because of a superior product. Your wounds are hands down the best. You've diversified parts and other things. You had your first shop, you had your cafe, you had a book. And when I've seen all of this, I've also seen you as an entrepreneur, you know, change from this, uh, you know, uh, wide-eyed girl who probably didn't know what the hell was happening to somebody who has, you know, control over her business, is growing it purposefully, meaningfully. And I'm so proud, uh, you know, 
that the equinox could have been a yeah. part of the journey. You're going to be a big part now, so I'm going to keep annoying you. Uh, so, you know. and, and it's been so fantastic to see you evolve as a person, right? And um, and I've, as I say, I've been an agent investor in the past. I, I study entrepreneurship. I study people. And uh, for the companies, I, even I didn't invest in. I did follow up and I do follow up now also to see where they are at and what did I make the right choice, wrong choice. And it finally comes down to the team. It comes down to the founder. It comes down to the founding team. right? Um, so tell me about uh, the team at Lefty. I know you've had a lot of interesting people you know, coming and helping out. Yeah. And uh, so tell me how, how did that work? The team, I think um, I would really say that I'm so proud of how far we've come in this last one year. Uh, we went from 100 people, we went down to 30 at COVID. Oh, it was heartbreaking because we had to. And then uh, now we're back at 70. We hired a lot of people back, back. again. And um, suddenly it was la last year where everyone just grew up. You know, so whatever everyone was taking for granted or suddenly it was all our livelihoods depend on this and the future of this company depends on this. Yeah. And suddenly everyone just stepped up. And um, I also love seeing um, the change in them every day. I love seeing how their thought process has evolved. Um, you know, I, I don't spoon feed anymore. I would say, okay, this is the problem stating how you can solve it tell me what you'll do and then I'll tell you what I think and it's amazing to see them you know putting all these different thinking hats and coming up with answers so I'm super proud of, of this team I have about seven eight managers under me for different departments who handle different things and we're building each one you know we're building each one's capacity out as we go but um, yeah it's a it's a phenomenal team and I'm hoping to add to it so that you know I can do more of the creative part and all of this can kind of be on autopilot. I don't know if that ever happens. You always think that it happens. That like at what point? I remember when I first started looking, a friend of mine came and said, okay, so when are you going to get out? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, the whole point of starting a business is that you hold yourself out of it and it should function like a machine. And I'm like, kabhi kabhi. You know, so uh, the goal for me over the next three years is to pull myself out of this and really get a team that is so much smarter than me, so much more experienced than me, and who can take this to heights that I don't even know how to take it. And then I can work on, you know, the creative aspect and product and things that I'm really good at. So hoping Fantastic. that happens, yeah. So I know uh, team is going to be achieving amazing heights. Uh, I am mm -hmm. um, so happy and proud that uh, Equinox is you know, playing a little yeah. part in it. And I'm going to whatever I can personally to also make sure that yes. the team reaches so international. Give your money. <laughs> <laughs> Just give I your wish. money. Yeah. This conversation has turned. <laughs> I said, you don't need seed. Right? Uh, no, but uh, I, I'm so happy. Uh, and I'm seeing it diversify. I'm seeing it grow. And I'm so happy to you know hear that five-year goal is an international presence, national presence, national presence. And I know that there is so much we can do to help you. And I'm personally and professionally going to help you in every yeah. way I can. Thank you yes. so much. Thank you for being such a lovely guest, such a lovely friend, and such a lovely mentor. You are my PR mentor. I keep <laughs> dropping it for that. Right?
So uh, guys, that was uh, Apooja Dengirak. She's such an amazing person. And, you know, she's always the life of the party. And most importantly, I think she's an amazing leader. And she has evolved so much. And there's so much you can learn from her. If you watch this video, go write down two or three things that you've learned from her and you can apply in your life. And that will hopefully help you break a few more series. Thanks a lot and have a fantastic week. See you in the next one.